44% of couples report that they actually fight about money. Bonus tip on how to avoid the money fight. Say Arkansas and let your, <laughs> let your spouse know that yeah. there's no wiggle room here. Are you a six-figure household, but you're struggling to build wealth? Money isn't a problem, yet you don't have a financial strategy. You and your spouse just can't seem to get aligned, and it's holding you back. Welcome to Rad Money, the finance podcast for millennial married couples. We're Rebecca and Dylan. And our goal with this podcast is to help you stop arguing about money so you can start building real wealth. Because the world needs more good, wealthy people. Welcome to today's episode of the Rad Money Podcast. Today, we are going to be discussing how to avoid the next money fight. Whether you think you fight about money or not, we know that most couples experience some points of tension or even just avoidance when it comes to managing money as a couple. And so today we're going to be talking about how to avoid that, how to overcome that in your relationship so that you can be more effective with how you manage your money. And again, just have a better relationship with your spouse, because when you don't have those four points of friction, then that means you're having a lot more good times. All right. If we're spending less time fighting, our relationship is better. Yeah. So this episode is super critical. And like we said, more people than realize have these points of tension. So as we'll get into in just a second, most people will report, oh, we don't have money fights. We don't fight about money. But as you dig a little bit deeper, they have these points of tension. So if you're in a relationship, we're just going to make that one request that you share this podcast with your spouse so that you can work through those points of tension, overcome that, have better conversations, and stop arguing about money and start building wealth. Yeah, exactly. That's all we want for you is to like experience the good side of like what happens with a positive financial conversation when you start working together and collectively as a team start to move the ball forward so that both of you are winning. Yeah, building that life together yeah. as a unit and and working together so much more efficiently and effectively so that you get to just enjoy the good parts of being in a relationship as opposed to just disagreeing all the time about something that's really fundamental. Totally. Super yeah. fundamental. So go ahead and just pause the podcast really fast. Hit that share button and then come on back. Yeah. All right. Great. Thanks for doing that. We really appreciate it. (laughs) All right. So as we've alluded to, when most people are self-reporting or they're they're asking this, and we'll we'll dig into the research in a second, but when most people were asked if they fight about money in their relationship, I think the problem is when we say fight about money, people envision like this really dramatic far end of the spectrum, yelling matches, slamming doors, you know, storming off all that sort of stuff, right? Full-on arguments. Yeah, full-on argument. But really, it doesn't have to be that escalated or even potentially beyond that, which does happen. Right. It doesn't have to be that severe to be a a problem, to be a source of friction and maybe even a weak point in your relationship where I kind of view it like rust, where it just creates this little weak point and it grows and grows and festers and festers and it gets gets worse and worse and, and it eats at the structure of your of the foundation of your relationship. Rebecca and I recently finished reading a book called Thriving in Love and Money, and it was written by two researchers. Then the whole purpose of the book was what causes problems in a relationship with money. And so it was really, really interesting book to read. And I would highly recommend it. If you listen to this podcast and you enjoy this, you'll really like the book. These people are researchers, so they, they did an extensive amount of surveying. They found out that 44% of couples report that they actually fight about money. So that's that's nearly half of all couples saying that they they full on are have arguments about money, but it doesn't it doesn't stop there. 
So what was really interesting is that out of the people who said that they didn't fight at all, 85% of them said that they actually still experienced some form of tension in the relationship due to money. And so even the people who weren't fighting at all, 85% of them still said that money created some form of stress or tension in the relationship. So that equaled out to about 92% of all couples experienced some point of tension in their relationship because of money. So that's, that's all of us. That's pretty much all of us. Yeah, I think just to kind of recap that and, and put it in a slightly different way, essentially, people were asked, do you fight about money in your relationship or not? Yeah. And so 44% report, self-reported that they do fight about money in their definition of fighting. They do fight about money in their relationship. Then, of all the people who reported that they never fight about money, 85% of those people said that, that they don't fight about it, but they do still experience points of tension. Yeah. They do still have these things that cause uh, friction in their relationship, make it awkward to talk about money, all of that sort of thing. And so really what all that means is that when you boil it all down, it came out that 92% of couples who were surveyed actually do experience anywhere from tension to fights about money. So they're somewhere on that spectrum. Yes. You might be thinking to yourself, what is a point of tension in, in the relationship with money? Or what does that mean? Well, some of the top points of tension in the relationship were resentment, just resenting how your partner used money, or they might resent how you're using money and how it affects the relationship. And the next one kind of like rolls right into place here is like blaming the other person. And it really makes sense. If you resent somebody, you're probably going to blame them for problems in the relationship. So if you are resenting what they're doing, then you're going to blame them for what they did as well. Or blame them. Well, I think I think that's a little bit different. I think it's like you resent them for what they did and then you blame them for your for the situation that you're in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Slightly different, but very related. Mm -hmm. Then the other, so a couple of the other top ones are feelings of frustration and then resignation. Which that one, that one scares me a lot because I feel like it's one thing to be upset about something and frustrated with it, et cetera, but to completely resign yourself to your situation, which really just means like you're giving it up. You're just like, this is what it is. There's nothing I can do about it. That sort of thing. That's really scary to me because that's when you're just like, it's not worth fixing. I can't fix it. I can't, it can't be better. So that one's scary to me. Yeah. And it probably, if you are in resignation then that probably means you're, you'll are you probably just do whatever and you don't even care anymore if it creates more problems. Oh, and it just gets worse. So it can get a lot worse, yeah. Oh, that's a really good point, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So those are the top points of friction. And um, ba, ba, ba. so a lot of couples are fighting about money, more people than they really think, than, than realize, because they'll say, no, we don't fight about money, but oh, yeah, we there's this one thing. You know, <laughs> you know yeah. there's this one feeling that I have. Um, but let's talk about like what's really at the root of it. Why Why do couples fight about money? What's really going on? What that is uh, causing these feelings of resentment, blame, frustration, et cetera. So the first reason that couples end up fighting is that your partner did something that triggered you. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that really sums it up pretty well. And we can then we can get into what those things are usually connected to. But yeah, a fight is happening now because you or your partner felt triggered yeah, by something, something that you did, some financial decision that you made, right? That either stressed you out, it upset you, mm -hmm. you know, you're just like all of a sudden you're kind of in attack mode. I yeah, would say. you're getting defensive. Yep. You're getting defensive and your feeling as though, you know, there's there's just a really a big misalignment 
in maybe what you want versus what they did or what you guys agreed upon and ended up happening, all those sorts of things, right? But for some reason, you're feeling triggered. And that might even be that you feel unsafe. It could be because you feel like whatever happened threatened your basic needs, right? Your basic level of like financial security, things of that nature. Right. It's putting you in more debt or it's, you know, it, it just it broke the budget. So now we're, you know, we're spending more than we were supposed to. And now you feel like you don't have enough to pay your bills. All sorts of things. We could kind of go on forever as far as examples. But really, the fight starts because somebody felt triggered. And then what ends up happening after that is that they didn't handle that appropriately, right? Which we'll get into. Another reason why couples fight a lot is, is really that differing in values. And this can, again, be part of why you ended up getting triggered. Yes. Uh, is that you felt like... You know, maybe you prioritize one thing, your values are savings, but my value is quality time. So I end up spending money for convenience sake so that I can spend more quality time with you, but you value saving money more. And so you're willing to put that extra time and work in that, you know, cuts out of our quality time together, but to save the money. And so that's just a very black and white I'm doing one thing, you're doing another because we have different values. Right. They're contradictory to each other. They're totally contradictory. And so that really is going to create a lot of tension, right? Because uh, if, if you're always DIYing things because you want to save money, then that means I don't get the quality time with you that I want. Right. And if I'm spending money for convenience sake to get quality time with you, then I'm, sabotage I'm sabotaging your saving goal. Right. And I'm stressed out about the money because we're spending the money. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And so that's just point of tension, right? Like we're not necessarily arguing each other, but neither of us are getting what we want. And it's just causing big, it's causing problems. It's, ca it's ca there, There's the resentment, right? I'm the reason we're not saving as much. You're the reason we're not getting the quality time. Yep. Resentment. So I think that's really uh, interesting. Um. The next thing is competency. Right. Yeah. It's like whether you feel like you know better than your partner, that, that you make the best financial decisions and they're doing something dumb with the money, essentially. Yeah. It, it, this definitely can be related to trust. Mm -hmm. You don't trust them to do the right thing with money. Recently, I wrote a, I, I had a couple emails that we sent out in our newsletter talking about this issue of kind of perfectionism in the relationship. And also feeling of like needing to be in control and, and where both of those things can really be rooted in. And a lot of it can do with the fact that you think you know better than your partner. And then also that things need to, that your way is the only right way. And so everything that they do is wrong. And whether that's founded in facts or totally just because you like doing things the way that you like doing them, that doesn't even matter. But, <laughs> but the fact of it is, is that you are playing perfectionist and being very controlling potentially in your relationship because you feel like they aren't going to do the right thing, quote unquote, with the money. And so another reason why couples fight about money that's similar and, and related to what you were just saying about the I know best is that in that statement, I know best, it also kind of says that I don't trust you to do the right thing with money for us. I don't trust that you're going to make decisions that are going to help support us. You're doing things wrong. And I don't trust that. And so that's essentially like uh, another way to look at it, but it's a trust as 
trust aspect as well. Well, I think it's tr- it's just trust for a different reason or lack of trust for a different reason. So the other point would be, you know, competency is I don't trust you because I don't think that you know, you under- you don't understand finances. I don't trust you to do the right thing with money because of like financial IQ, essentially. And then this one is I don't trust you to do the right thing with money because I think that you're going to do things that are selfish and that don't take my uh, that don't have my interest at heart and don't view all of your financial decisions as like a us thing, but I think that you're going to just focus on yourself. It's going to be very selfish, very you driven and not us driven. And so that can create a really big wedge and and start a lot of fights too because you think that uh, your spouse isn't managing money in a way that has both of your interests at heart. Right. And that definitely is going to create a lot of tension in the relationship because like if you don't trust what they're doing, I mean, leads to micromanaging of money, leads to you taking total control, leads to you nickel and diming and keeping a scorecard. Dividing and conquering. The whole thing that just all the things we say not to do in yeah. previous episodes, that the, all these things will lead to you doing them. Yeah, exactly. And so so just to recap, the reasons that why people fight about money, well, number one is that you feel unsafe or triggered by something that they do. And so that you're just off to the races. You're, you're done. <laughs> you're yep. fighting about money. Number two is that you have different values. Uh, so you're just managing money in different ways because you value things differently. One person that values time, the other values money or whatever. Uh, number three was competency. You don't feel like your partner knows how to manage money. You don't think they're good with money. And so you think that you know best. And so you're going to maybe try to hold on to it yourself. Or maybe you're the other spouse and you tell yourself, I'm no good with money. And so you just let the other person totally do it. But that can be a space where there then becomes a lot of conflict. And then number four was that you don't think that your partner has your best interest at heart. They're not going to manage money in a way. And they're not going to make financial decisions for you as a couple, but more that prioritize them as an individual. Yeah. So now we've told you, whether you think you're fighting about money or not, you have a point of tension in your relationship. Like odds are there are points of tension in your relationship, unless you're one of the very lucky, like 8% of couples who like everything is just like totally smooth. Everything is good to go. Which I mean, I, I like to think we're in that 8%. But anyway... <laughs> I mean, I think that we do experience tension sometimes. Uh, we it's, do. It's not That's bad. We work through it pretty well. But I do think like, I think it's pretty natural to just feel tension. If you're in a relationship, there's going to be tension. You're so honest. Yeah, that's so honest and so true. Like, yeah. we're not experiencing any right now. So yeah. right now we're in the 8%. But <laughs> talk to me tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that's a sliding 8%. It just depends like yeah, where. Yeah, when are you asking, bud? Right. When you... <laughs> Did I just get paid? Uh, yeah, I think that's a really great observation that if you're in a relationship, you're going to experience it because you're eventually going to have just decisions that you're just going to disagree on. Right, because you don't want to be married to yourself like if you agree on everything life is pretty boring so you know there are moments where there's going to be tension well actually we just talked about last night we were watching one of those like house reno shows you know and they're couples and like they're talking you know market research yeah yeah (laughs) research. they have differing opinions on like where they want to spend the money on the reno right and so I, i told dylan last night i was just like you know I think we should have a rule in our relationship where there's just like a secret word that we use. We're just really communicating to each other that this means a lot to me and I'm not willing to let go. Like I, I like this is so important to me that unless you're on that same level, then we'll hash it out. 
But they're just kind of like this lever that we can pull that I'm just like, I absolutely need this. And and I really don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't want to negotiate anymore. So unless you have that same level of commitment to what's important, we're just going to do this my way this time. You yeah. Know? And we didn't we didn't land on anything and how that's going to work. But I think it's an interesting idea because we know that there's just going to be things where we're going to disagree. I like that idea a lot because sometimes you just need that like that reminder, like you've already agreed upon something in the relationship. And so when you're heated or in the moment and you kind of like fall out of that like perfect world scenario and then, you know, you say like Brussels sprouts, for example, and then like that could be your key word. What did I say? Is it Arkansas? Arkansas. So they're like, yeah, when you say Arkansas, it's like, okay, yes, I remember it isn't that important to me. I'm just being ridiculous or uh, Arkansas times two, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, you're like, well, I'm Arkansas as well, you know, and then we'll, we'll keep trying to find that, you know, point of agreement, right? But I think it's just a way of instantly saying like, hey, this is actually super critical and important to me. And it's not me just arguing because I, I just want my way. It's actually because it's very important to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you're just absolutely right. Everybody's going to have these arguments and you can build in, you can steal that idea if you want. Right. But uh, so the bonus tip on how to avoid the money fight, say Arkansas and let your, <laughs> let your spouse know that yeah. there's no wiggle room here. <laughs> Comment Arkansas below if Comment you agree. Comment Arkansas below. <laughs> All right, but let's get into the real tips about how to avoid the money fight, because there are three really important things that you can start to do to help ease the tension in your relationship when it comes to uh, how money is managed in your household. And the first one is super simple. You're just going to check in with yourself. Yeah, check in with yourself and see what triggered you and why you're experiencing that feeling that you're feeling. Yeah, so your spouse maybe made a financial decision that you don't immediately agree with and it's got you feeling some type of way, you're going to stop, you're going to slow down and try to understand, okay, wow, I'm having a reaction here. I'm feeling a response. What am I feeling and why? Is it anger? Is it frustration? Is it all this list of things? And why do I feel that way? And so when you can slow down and like observe it, be really objective here of what's going on with you, mm. then you're also going to take a beat, slow down. And that's going to help you approach the conversation from a lot better headspace than if you just acted out. Yeah, I mean, because the opposite is don't check in with yourself and just blow up. Well, and ask one of those wonderful questions like, well, how much did that cost? Right. That, uh, that's always a good one. Exactly. It's all about not sticking your foot in your mouth immediately and starting that argument, but it's understanding yourself, slowing down a little bit, and being a little, taking some more responsibility for what's going on with you internally so that you don't end up just fighting with your partner, but coming to resolution and working through things. Yeah. I, I understand that this is a lot easier said than done. We're asking you to be a saint. This in particular is a hard one. We've all been in that situation. When you see something, it's a split second decision and you're already having the conversation. But it's so important to just slow down, even for one breath. And then start the conversation because the first thing that you were about to say was the thing that's going to start the fight. Well, there's the difference between reacting and responding. Right. Exactly. So you're just trying to not be so reactionary. Yeah, you get to control good. the response instead of react. Yes. And so that's really what we're saying for you to do is just slow down, take a beat, figure out what's going on with you before you come at your partner. And this is really that personal taking ownership right. that we are such big fans about. It's also a matter of being more objective 
Mm-hmm. And, but really focusing on what's happening with you and not just attacking your partner for whatever reason. Yeah. Even if what they did is wrong, it start with you. Exactly. I was listening to the Jocko Willink podcast the other day, and he was having a conversation with Ryan Holiday about stoicism, and they were talking about these prisoners of war. And the one leader of the group that was there, he created all these rules for these guys who were in cells with their cellmate. And one of the rules was, if your cellmate does something to annoy you, it's your fault. And I thought, wow, what a thought. It makes you think, what about this is my fault right now? Like, I should be looking at me and saying, what did I do wrong here? Before I even look at my partner or my spouse and say, hey, you did this. What is it about me that that created a problem? Well, and again, I think that that story, too, speaks to don't be reactionary. Yeah. Because it's all about your reaction. You can control how you respond to something. If you slow down, take a beat, and try to look at what's going on with you first. Right. That's just like so important. And I think that's really what they're saying in that example is don't react to everything that another person does. Right. Because if you do that, you're creating your own misery. So you've got to slow down and just like really think about what's going on with you. Why are you so reactionary? Why are you reacting the way that you're reacting to something that's really just an annoyance at best? Mm-hmm. Potentially. But again, like I said, it can be that your spouse, maybe they did do something really ridiculous with the money and it's a gross offense, but you still don't want to react to that. You want to respond to that. Right, because the reaction's only going to escalate. Two wrongs don't make a right, baby. Yep. I'm not saying be totally like, oh, everything's fine. No, it's fine. That's bad too, but don't react. Yeah, absolutely. So that goes into the next thing that you need to do, which is start to understand yourself better. Because really, like that triggered response, like that's coming from something inside of you. So why is it that you respond? Why is it that you want to respond in a particular way? Why does this stress you out? What what is it that you need? And this is really important, not just for you to understand, but for your partner to understand about you. Yeah, so this is really step two and three. So step two is understand yourself. Step three is understand your partner. We really have no business working to understand our partners until we understand ourselves. Like, because again, it's just like it all starts with you. You are your whole lived experience. So let's start there. But then eventually we do want to share about ourselves with our partner and they'll share with us about themselves so that we can both just all totally understand what's going on. Because your reaction is really going to be rooted in something that's, like we said earlier, you feel like your values weren't respected. You feel like agreements weren't met. You feel like they're being irresponsible, Mm -hmm. mismanaging money, et cetera. So all those sorts of things. And that's totally, it's not that that's invalid. Those are valid. But you need to actually work to understand why it is that you're upset and uh, what's going on, just really what's going on with you. And then you can understand your partner as well. Right. And I, I really do like want to pull the like understand your partner out as its own separate thing and just talk about that for a moment, because really, this is the key. Stop making this about you. Yeah. Understand yourself, but don't make it about you. Yeah. Don't make it about you. You're in a relationship and you need to understand your partner. Like that should be your mission is to be like, put that ego aside, stop being selfish and say to yourself, what is it that my partner needs? A relationship is 50-50, that's BS. It's 100%, 100%. And so I'm going to make sure that I understand Rebecca 100% and 
take care of what her needs. And she's going to understand me and take care of my needs. The more that you put into the other person, the more you get back. And it's not not a selfish thing. It's just, it's a rewarding thing. I don't know how else to describe it, but the more I put in to the relationship, the more I get back. And I'm not even trying to get it back, but I end up getting it back. You know what I mean? Yeah, I heard the other day someone said, a relationship isn't 50-50, it's 60-40 with both of you trying to be the 60. That's pretty cool. And I I don't know, that was just easier for me to understand than you both trying to give 100%. Yeah. And it's really important to recognize that whatever they did with their money, they did that for their own reasons as well. And so when you try to work to understand what they're thinking and what's going on, when you come from that place of wanting to understand and wanting to support each other in doing different things, you're going to be met with that same energy. And right. that's really, really helpful in, in actually making progress. The most important thing is that your spouse is not your enemy. They're most likely not doing these things to intentionally hurt you, right? Like they, they didn't start the day off thinking, how can I hurt my spouse today? They didn't think that. They were just doing something that probably helped them feel safer or better or do something that was good for them. Yeah, and they have their own motives. But for the most part, unless you're married to somebody who's like falls within like the dark triad space, you know, some narcissist, sociopath, you know, whatever, then they're not doing what they're doing to necessarily hurt you. They have their own things going on. And so when we work to understand those things, then we can work better together. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely people out there that are, are are full on evil, but the majority of people are out there who are in a relationship and want to work together. No, it's a very small part of the population yeah. who falls into those categories. Regardless of what the internet would like you to think, there aren't that many narcissists really running around. I mean, they exist, absolutely. Had my fair share of experiences with them, but it's not what the internet makes you think. Yeah. So yeah, it's a very it's a very it is a small number of people. Uh, But that doesn't mean that people aren't selfish. It doesn't mean people don't act in selfish ways, you know, or do things like revenge spending, which you just taught me about. Yeah. Which I think is just crazy. Yeah. Well, when people just spend money to get back at their their spouse or their partner because they their partner did something that they didn't like. Yeah. That I mean, that's a, that's a real thing. Yeah. So we're not saying that people don't do these things to, but it's it's just it's less often. So if you approach money management from the place of my partner is not my enemy and we're really we're really we want mostly we want the same things but there's just a bit of a there's a misalignment here we're not we're just not on the same page we're not working together and but they're not necessarily trying to hurt me attack me and sacrifice my well-being one thing i think that is commonly messed up in relationships is that there's always got to be a dynamic of who has the power in the relationship And that one person has to be right. If one person's right, the other person's wrong, you know, and so that means that you're not working together. I think it's just really common today to not realize that you're on the same team. Well, you hear it in how people casually talk about their issues with their partners. You want one thing, I want another, I'm going to win that one. I think there's a lot of really low key ways that people do this without realizing that they're, they're pinning themselves against their partner. And it's a competition to see who can get their way not how can we both be happy here? Or like we talked about earlier, is this really that important to me? Do I really need to get my way here? Or can I make my spouse really happy by doing it their way? Right. I'll tell you which one gives me goosebumps and makes me feel great. I want to see him happy. 
Well, there's something to the idea of like, we either both win or we both lose. If one person loses, then that means you both lost because now that's where that resentment comes into play. You want to have a little bit of a blame game? Make sure you win the next time because then that's fodder for them to say, you chose that and now that's caused this. So we either both win or we both lose. There's no, there's no, I win, you lose, or you lose, I win. If you want to play that game, it's going to be a long, awful game. If you're ever keeping any kind of scorecard in your relationship, I know we talk about a lot in terms of how much you spend nickeling and diming, but just even like on the bigger macro scale of your relationship, if you are keeping score of who's getting their way, Mm -hmm. that's just no fun because somebody somebody is losing, like you're saying, and that's just... I, it's like the issue of compromise. Right. It doesn't exist. Compromise does not exist. It's an absolute fallacy because compromise means that in most cases, neither of you really get what you want and you just both lose. Right. I love the story about the the husband and wife talking about what the husband's going to wear and he likes the brown shoes and she likes the black shoes. So he walks out of the house with one brown shoe and one black shoe. And yeah. that was the compromise. And it like kind of, it does such a great job of illustrating compromise isn't the best thing we got to understand each other and start to come up with a better solution together if we really are trying to work together as a team so that's our advice on how to avoid money fights in general how to definitely pump the brakes on that next money fight the next time you are feeling triggered for one reason or another or you have these points of tension that are caused by those topics that we talked about earlier you're just misalignment in values you feel like they don't making the right choices that sort of thing Regardless of why, just pump the brakes, take five minutes, check in with yourself. Try to understand what's really happening with you internally. Look at yourself. You're working to understand yourself always. Yep. Always working to look at yourself, taking that ownership. Why am I more reactionary? Why do I react to things versus responding to things? Why do I do that? And what's really going on with me? And then continuing to have that dialogue with your spouse to understand them. Yes. And understand why do they use money the way that they use money? What's important to them? What are their biggest fears? What are their biggest goals? How do we really take my experience and your experience and then say, well, now what's our experience going to be? Because it's us against the world. It's about building a life together. That's why we got married. Wasn't so that we can just like not be lonely, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) It was so that you could build a life together. So if you and your spouse know that this is something that you want to work on, you do have these points of tension in your relationship, you're sick of it. You're, you're just like, you're done. You don't want to do that anymore. You want to focus on building actual wealth and get, you know, and working together as a team. That is what we do. If you want to learn more about our coaching services and how we help married couples to improve their communication, talk about money, understand one another, and actually set and reach financial goals together as a team. Check out our website. It's radcoaches.com. The link is also in the show notes to learn more about what we do and how we can possibly help. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We know it's probably a little longer than our typical Wednesday episodes, but we just felt like it was worth going this deep in this topic. So we really appreciate you sticking all the way to the end and hanging out with us the entire time. We know your time is super valuable. So until next time, I'm Dylan. And I'm Rebecca. And and we're we're Rad Rad Coaches. Coaches.